When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Second Print Fanatics, welcome to a very, very, very special edition of the Second Print Comics Podcast. This one is actually running uh, live in our fan group uh, for our patrons there over on the Second Print comics fan zone over on facebook uh it will be released first for our patrons uh so by the time many of you are hearing this in the public uh which should be probably the week of thanksgiving i think we'll probably release this because i think we'll need a break around then um but we are doing a very special edition here where we are going completely off format we are not reviewing a book we are not reviewing a character i'm not going to be ranting about jonathan hickman or tom king probably (laughs) but it's possible uh we are doing something a concept that we're still not sure who came up with it. Somebody did, but it is an X-Men draft. That's right. We are going to draft X-Men characters, form our own teams, and explain why we think we have the best team, and later let the fans vote on who actually did come up with the best X-Men team. Uh, But, you know, a draft isn't really that fun with just two people just going back and forth. I'm sure we would have fun. But with something so epic, something so massive of proportion, something that is probably going to change both the comic book and podcasting industries overall, we couldn't just keep it to the two of us. We had to invite some special friends. Uh, Before I bring them in, I, of course, have to let Remzo here speak, the rambling, rambunctious Remzo Martinez. Welcome back. It's Tuesday and you're here. God bless you. Love you all. You're fantastic people. I say this a few times a week, but I, I, I never say it enough. We've got some good-looking, great listeners, and if you're taking the time to watch this live tonight, thank you. These episodes only come because of you, because of your time, because your willingness to subscribe and leave ratings and reviews on iTunes. For those of you that are helping Mark and I fund this misadventure into fandom, I appreciate you. I love you. It never gets old. This is how you know Remzo's drunk when he starts the show because he's, he's so, you know, he's just talking. I am about so sober right how beautiful, now. How beautiful our listeners are. I'm not saying you're the best. I just happen to say you're, you're the best. I'm sorry. It's true. It actually is true. I've scanned all the profiles of our Facebook fans and uh, they are at least uh, 7.0 or higher on average. At minimum. 
Uh, but speaking of good looking, my God, we got to bring in a couple guests here that, to, uh, that we have brought in from the comic and pod slash podcasting community, I guess I would say. Uh, starting with the man who is in the left of my screen. Uh, he is a comic book artist, actually, and his name is Matt Battaglia. Matt, welcome to the Second Print Comics Podcast. I've never introduced someone on the show before. It's the first guest. Thank you for, for having me on. I'm very excited. I got to dig through all of my uh, uh, old X-Men comics from the 90s to uh, prepare for the show. I feel like I have a great team coming to you. Uh, very excited to get into it. Excellent. Well, we shall see about that. You actually do have the number one draft pick as well, because we did do an, yeah. an off-air uh, randomized draft order. Uh, I also have from, uh, she does so many damn podcasts, I can't even name them all, uh, but she's does all she over. sleep? She's, she does not sleep. You, 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 neither Remzo nor Jenny uh, sleep. Uh, she is all over the place to be the place to be nation feed, all over the North South Connection feed, where this show also airs every single Sunday. So pleased to welcome Jenny Smith. Welcome to the Second Print Comics Podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm the first woman. You are on... the first woman. You're the okay. second guest and the first woman. Nice. <laughs> Ceiling shattered. <laughs> We're making. Thank progress, you guys folks. for having only, me. Only took us till 2020 stoked. to get a woman on. Yeah. <laughs> You're woke now. Mm-hmm. We started amidst the pandemic, so we might as well <laughs> let the women on. <laughs> Nobody else is left. Exactly. <laughs> uh, White well, men are out. Sorry, guys. We're, we're out and uh, they're in. Mm-hmm. Jenny, why don't you give a, a run through uh, real quick of uh, people that might not be familiar with the 15 or 17 or so podcasts that you're on. Uh, what does he do? Se- several of which are comic book related. Uh, yes, it is a lot. Yes, I run my own feed. It's called The Jenny Position. So um, on that feed, I have several of my own shows. Um, Remzo, look at Remzo trying not to giggle. I know. At, it's, at the Jenny it's, Position. It's adorable. Yeah. I, I'm not thinking of anything inappropriate. No, nobody ever does. Um, I didn't plan it that way at all. And so <laughs> my very first podcast that I ever started is on there. It's called Geek and Sassy. Um so that's sort of, you know, just pop culture, books, movies, TV stuff with uh, a female co-host. And then I have a show called Talk and Pop over there. That's like a late night talk show sort of thing um, with my podcasting soulmate, Tim Capel. And um, also on that feed, you can find like Freak Out Drive-In, which is a live watch horror show. Um uh, Bianca's first time, which is a show where I watch movies for the first time with my friend. Who I wasn't kidding about how many podcasts guys at all. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, this is just like non wrestling. So then over on PlayStation Nation Wrestling, I have some shows: PTB NXT, going through NXT, uh, talking WCW. Um, that's where we highlight a wrestler, pick out three matches, and deep dive into those. And then I have uh, Jenny and the Gems, which is a show about the hidden gem gems section of the uh, WWE. Network, so we just pick a show from the hidden gem section and deep dive into that. And then North South, I have a show called Shrink Wrapped, uh, which is sort of a little bit of an artsy project. So uh, it's comics related. This we one's pick, great. This is a great. Yeah, concept. it's it's a little weird, but we pick a um, a character and then we sort of kayfabe in universe, psychoanalyze them. Like we've been called in to like report on this person. So So Nick, you're doing a psychological profile for Nick Fury. Yeah, basically. Yeah. For whoever we're, we float amongst all of the, uh, all of DC and Marvel. So, um, 
our latest one was on Legion. So uh, interspersed in the conversation, we do dramatic readings uh, of the actual comics set to music. So it's sort of like a little bit performative as well, but it's a little quirky. Very cool. Well, check them all out. It might take you a month to sample them it's all. It's a lot, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who sleeps less, Jenny or Remzo, but it's Mark, a close competition. That's all I do. Yes. If I may. We have our first question from, from the from the draftees. <laughs> Since Jenny did a ton of plugs, I forgot. <laughs> I, I was going to circle back to you. I was going to circle back. I need to plug. Please do. Please do. Uh, you can buy my comic, Leap Battle, which is yes. on Comixology. You can't get it in print. And just um, use d- discount code Second Print Comics Podcast for fifteen percent uh, off. Your- no, is that not? A- no, never mind. I can't do that. But um, <laughs> you can mind. also buy my like comics magazine from Free the People. It's got lo- over forty pages worth of comics from me in it. Um, both uh, Mark and Renzo, I think, have copies of it. Um, it's on sale. I think starting tomorrow for five bucks. Um, order it, and I, I mean, I went probably- paid full price like a sucker. <laughs> uh, yeah but you got a free commission out of true yeah so. i can't complain i i want to i want to go ahead and give a personal testimonial for the commission level folks i i don't exaggerate when i say it but matt went ahead and took on a challenge he actually drew me his rendition of a ditko spider-man under the rubble and it, it it's phenomenal it's framed in the wall across from me but uh you can go ahead and i think it's it's around 70 dollars, matt i think so yeah it's not too bad yeah um, it is i'll do whatever your request is so and i got an amazing savage dragon that i wish was in reach right now or I yeah know, but it's not. I, they, they were both i was hope happy with both of them so i i put in a lot of effort and so i mean I, I love it. Freethepeople.org slash shop and you can order it. And uh, if you've got comics fans in your life, it's a great Christmas present, uh, especially at the commission level. They're like, I'll do nine by 12s, basically. It's like so a cameo, but for but a comics yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's uh, it's it's pretty fun. So and it's like I said, it's 40 pages worth of comics uh, in the book. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so please, please check it out. And and if you just buy the book, it's on sale for Black Friday, I think, starting tomorrow. But if not tomorrow, just check back. So. All right. You guys got a lot of homework. After you're done listening to this podcast, I want you to go back to the beginning and check out everything that Jenny and Matt mentioned. That, that's your that's your task. Uh, so you may be asking yourselves, what exactly is an X-Men draft? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's a concept that we made up completely. And uh, basically, if you're familiar with, say, fantasy football drafting, fantasy baseball drafting, uh, essentially we will go in order. And this is a, an order that was predetermined by our friends at random.org. Uh, the order will be Matt Battaglia with the first pick, Jenny Smith with the second pick, Mark Claire right here with the third pick, and Remzo Martinez with the fourth pick. Uh, we will be doing six rounds, and it's snake draft style. So uh, it'll be Matt, Jenny, me, and Remzo, and then Remzo will get two in a row, and then we'll snake back back around, uh, back to the beginning once again. Uh, and basically what we're trying to do here is build the best X-Men teams. Uh, each team will essentially consist of a leader and five regular members. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft our teams. We'll talk a bit about why we're making each pick. And then at the end of this, we're going to make the pitch. We're going to you know, give the full explanation of why we think this is actually the best team. Not necessarily the six most powerful characters, although yeah, that might be how your team ends up. But it's really about developing a team. And then who's going to judge this? Well, that will be, of course, the fans. So... Uh, 
this is being released early, like I said, to our patrons. We're going to do a patron-only vote uh, just over in the fan zone and see what they think. And then when this is released publicly, maybe we'll do you know a Twitter poll or, or some such thing like that. But uh, yeah, we're doing this because we want to have fun with it. Love the concept. Everyone here is an X-Men fan. Who isn't? What comic book fan is not an X-Men fan? Uh, so what I want to do is I, I want to do the first round, but uh, I think to tee up the first round, I want each of you guys to kind of just um, go through like maybe your history with the X-Men, uh, your X-Men fanhood. Just you now give a little talk about, you know, whatever you want to talk about as it relates to your relationship to the <laughs> X-Men as we go. Uh, are there any questions before we proceed? Actually, we should probably go over a couple rules to be clear on some things because X-Men could mean a lot of things. There are some X-Men characters that are not mutants. Um, so my idea was this is mutants only. It's a mutants only club. What do you guys think? Because uh, there there's a couple ways we can go here. I'm fine with that. And there are some I, I characters. Think, I think we that, should that, stick that, to mutants. Yeah. Because this could come. No humans. Right. None of so them. I'm just gonna put we... out, I'm just gonna put out an example of a character where this rule would intervene in their drafting. And he's on my shirt right here. This is the character of Deadpool. Oh. Often associated with the X-Men. Uh, because he's an X-Men character, started in X-Force, is always, uh, you know, uh, uh, interspersing with the X-Men and such. However, Deadpool, in the, in the and we're going to use regular Marvel continuity, I don't know about, uh. we're not talking about movies or, you know, ultimate universes or alternate universes. He is not a mutant. Wait, he's not? He is not. No. Huh. I did so not, technically, I, Deadpool I did not would not be draftable under these rules, but there's no rules in stone here. I'm willing to be flexible if we agree, but I think we should just agree on whatever those rules are before we go in. Because, of course, why would we figure that out before the show? That wouldn't make any sense. So so I, I would like to amend one thing. So, yeah, Deadpool is off. Okay. Also, no dark characters, because that's okay. something that we've seen a lot of in recent years. Dark Beast dark oh, yeah, whatever yeah. if they're an anti-version they should uh, be included just like other universes we yeah, should stick no, with just main no madeline Pryor and jean gray like that it's your jean gray is all your jean grays i say <laughs> okay i'm fine with that that, that works for me i mean my I, I don't know what these dark characters are i think that the uh uh, uh i think i stopped reading x-men after the we did run and even that like so so i've got the 90s and if it wasn't on Jim Lee X-Men number one's cover, I don't know that I'm picking. That's pretty much me, too. So we're going to have a smaller field to pick from here. Well, that goes my entire draft strategy. I was oh. just going to do clones, but I guess was, I can't. It was Deadpool. Know. Jenny strategy, was, her team name was Deadpool and the clones. And now, <laughs> now the whole thing's Fuck now. Out. Sorry. All right. Well, that being said. I think it's time to jump into this thing. So why don't we start the, the we, we'll cut the ribbon now on the historic first ever, as far as I'm aware, X-Men draft by starting <laughs> with Matt Battaglia. Matt, do you want to name your team? I don't, I don't know if anyone. Uh, not yet, that. because we'll see who gets drafted. That's fine. I like that. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a I have a system. Um, okay. okay. And I don't want to reveal my system. At the and I, I also have a spreadsheet. Uh, if you guys, I think I shared it with all of you guys. If you need to just mm-hmm. keep track of everybody, but I'll, I'll be filling it out as we go. Just so if you need to glance up and see who's on what team. Okay. Uh, that being said, Matt, the floor is yours. You're on the clock. There is no clock. First team, <laughs> first draft. It's it's tough. Um, I don't want to be obvious, but I think that I have to because otherwise, I feel like he's everyone's number one mutant. He's the number one character of the X-Men, number one franchise starter, number one overall pick of the draft, Wolverine, obviously. I couldn't not do it. I thought about doing something unexpected, but but I had to. I uh, I was I was flipping through uh, 
Wolverine Weapon X earlier this week, um, looking at some Barry Windsor Smith. Uh, he's the best. He's the coolest guy ever. He's got claws. He can heal. He never had a past until um, that origin comic, which is okay. I like, I love like any Qbert on X-Men is always great. I mean, that comic was, it's disappointing for Wolverine to be like a, like he was allergic to stuff, but you know what, <laughs> whatever. He's uh, the ultimate, ultimate badass and uh, you know, best cinematic movies. It just all around the best. So that's my pick. I was hoping you wouldn't do it, but I figured you might. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like you have to go obvious with first choice. You kind of have to. You kind of yeah. Do. You don't have an option. If you All get right. cute with it, then you won't get shit. So yeah. Here we go. Well, let's see how you apply that philosophy, Jenny. Yeah, to your see, pick. I had um, I'm, I was wavering between two. Um, I'm also, I'm debating whether I want to say my team name because I feel that would give away my mm-hmm. strategy. Oh, um, and, and then it might not happen. And, they might be and then it might not happen because that's why I ask about hate drafting because, you know, uh, we're gentlemen and, you know, we all want to well, no, agree. None of us that. claim to be gentlemen here. I don't right, know. If that was, yes. I don't no, I never that. said that. <laughs> uh, I had to do, take my shot. Okay. So I'm going to go probably obvious as well um, with, one of the five original X-Men, her name is Jean Grey. Oh, all right. Um, she's super powerful. Uh, I love um, Arguably telepaths. the most powerful, depending on what list you're reading, because I did read a few right. power rankings in my preparation. Um, she pretty much has it all, and also she's extremely extra and traumatic. So um, for me, um, that is a plus. Can I ask a question? What's your yeah, favorite sure. version of the character? Are you like, are you a big Phoenix fan? Do you like Marvel Girl? Like, what's what's the Jean Grey? Like, okay, which one? the Jean Grey that I sort of gravitate to, and it's sort of embarrassing. But the well, you you guys have already said non other media, right? So, well, I mean, you can describe whichever sure. one you're okay. thinking of. It's not like you know. I, I'm just well, you know, in terms of who's eligible from the animated series? Uh, that's oh, great. Yeah. She's my go-to. Like yeah. mu- like many um, people, the the outfit, you know, is very striking and uh, <laughs> it sticks in your mind a bit. It's that 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 Jim Jim Lee did, like yeah, Jean Grey. It's the coolest yeah. look for the character. So All she's right. badass. So yeah. Well, this actually makes my first pick a little a little difficult because I mm. had a top three in mind, and Jean Grey was just outside my top three. So now I actually do have a difficult choice to make in my mind, and I, I in many ways, I think I have to continue to do what you guys are doing and go with the obvious because if I don't, surely the obvious will be gone mm. uh, very shortly. Uh, so in that case, I think I have no. Well, I don't want to say I have no choice. I have a choice. I have free will, and I'm a little bit torn because there's not somebody else I want to draft really badly too. You're, you're about to really piss me off right now, aren't you? <laughs> How long can I extend this soliloquy is the question. Hey, you're going to get two picks in a row, so you're probably going to get the, two, the next two people That's I true. want, quite, quite possibly. That being said, I am drafting Professor X. The founder, nice. the leader, the extremely psychically, telepathically, telekinetically, and all those things powered. Uh, he, Although, personally, in my own fanhood, I have often seen 
Professor X to be a flawed character. I think he's oftentimes mm-hmm. taking the wrong actions. Uh, I think he's oftentimes kind of being a dick himself. Um, and I just want to be clear. This is not fascist uh, spandex uh, CrossFit Six pack. This is not Hickman X. <laughs> when did he get a six pack? I don't know. Since he started know. walking again. This is definitely... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The same day. And the same day he put that Cerebro helmet on. Exactly. Uh, my Professor X is in a wheelchair. He's wearing khaki pants and a button-down shirt, and he can't You're right. And I want him disabled it. like he's meant to be. <laughs> and he's, yeah, I want him disabled, and he's played by Patrick Stewart. Damn it. Why not? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, with that being said, I'm now I'm now still a little nervous because I have to hand this off to Remzo, who's got two picks in a row, and that's that's frightening to me a little bit. So what do you got, Remzo? I'm going to break tradition right now, and I'm actually going to go ahead and announce my team and my methodology because I'm proud of this. I was thinking about mm-hmm. this. I did my homework. The name of my team are the Uncanny Extras. Mm, okay. The reason I like being, I like it. The my team consists of characters from the X Men universe who might not always be consistently in any of the different books. Astonishing, uncanny, regular, whatever. But they hold a cult status amongst X Men fans. They tend to usually get their own series. They don't always last for long, but usually when they're brought in, they're brought in for big events because these are those characters that you you have to really balance out. And depending on who's writing them, you either have great stories or stories that suck. There is no middle, but Mm -hmm. I think people have more fond memories about them than bad memories. So my first pick for the uncanny extras, my guy, Cable. Oh, nice choice. You know, I, I, I got to say, I almost thought about taking Cable right there because I really wanted him on my team. And I, I kind of knew you were going to take him, but I also couldn't pass on Professor X. So what are you going to do? But I, I, I've taken this Cable bobblehead with me for like college, every job I ever had. There was no way I was not going to draft Cable first. That's OK. Professor X will just mind wipe him and whatever. <laughs> now he's a baby. I just want to be clear. You're talking about old man cable, not uh, teenage cable, which is apparently the case. I refuse to recognize the existence of teenage cable. Yeah. Teenage cable is not my cable. Strong words. Yeah, not my cable. So I am talking old. I'm talking receding hairline, wrinkles. He doesn't look like he actually wears clothes. It's like a whole bunch of just pouches was thrown on him. I'm going full Rob Liefeld, New Mutants appearance cable. The way so like the Lord intended. OG cable, Rob Liefeld, all others are pretenders, right? Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Well, you also get the first pick in the second round here, Haremzi. So do what you got to do. Lay it on us. So I'm nervous. I, I think that she was probably my favorite mutant from when I first saw her on screen in the 2000s to when they finally introed her in X-Men Evolution, which is what got me into the X-Men 90s animated series, which is still the best, probably second to Batman the animated series in terms of, uh, you know, animated television shows. Uh, she's probably my favorite X-Gal, and sometimes she's not even on the X-Men. I'm talking about Mystique. There's a reason why everyone loves to hate her and everyone hates that they love her, but now no one else can have her because she's on the Uncanny Extras. 
And always, all, all they always try to make like a solo comic for her, and they vary in in in, in how good they are. And, and I think this is what I love about the X Men versus. Uh, you know, other superhero teams, because when you look at like the Avengers and the Justice League, all of them are pretty much really captivating characters in their own right. And I think with the X-Men, it doesn't so much focus on the individual, but it focuses on the relationship between team members. And I mean, I think that's one reason why the Fantastic Four are so everlasting, because even though the X-Men might not always be related through blood, you know, the the Fantastic Four is a family book. And then, you know, if that's the family you're given, then the X-Men is the family that you're forced with. And I think that's why they have so much staying power. I like that. That's a good that's a good analysis. Yeah, I agree. All right. So Cable and Mystique are leading the Uncanny Extras. I do love the team name. I'll give you that for sure. Um, let's see. So now it's back to me. Second pick of the second round. This is where I already have to really think about what we're doing here because I have, I have a power ranking and who I'm going to draft next is probably not next to my power ranking. Well, it's definitely not next to my power ranking because I am now going to think about the team aspect of this because we're trying to form the best team, not just the six most powerful. So that being said, my pick here is pretty darn powerful herself. Um, I think when I was growing up, this character I, I thought was... Kind of cool, um, but didn't really strike me. You know, it, it wasn't one of the characters I found the most exciting as a kid, necessarily. But uh, as I've uh, come into comic fandom and such, uh, it's very clear this is one of the most powerful characters and one of the most sort of bold uh, characters with with leadership qualities as well, and that is Storm. I'll be drafting Storm with my second pick. Uh, she controls the weather, my friends. So you really can't beat that. What more do I need to say? You want a rainstorm? You got a rainstorm. You want thunder? You got thunder. That's why hail? I was going to choose her hail. for my next choice. Yes, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. I was not going to let you do the all-female team. So See? I... <laughs> s- Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, there's plenty left. There's plenty left. Yeah, there's plenty left. Um, That's a good pick. pick. I like yeah. it. In terms of power, though, I think Storm, honestly, if you compare what her powers actually do to many other characters, she's right up there. Yep. Yeah, and she also bested um, the freaking uh, what's your face, and also Cyclops. Like she beat them she beat both Cyclops without even powers? having powers, yeah. right? And it's like she's got intellect. Okay. I like that in a woman. I I will yeah. say this about Storm. I think she's the most underrated leader of the X Men, but she's yes. always been personally my favorite leader. Yep, mine too. I remember this. She had that cool judging. biker costume that one time. Remember how much everyone praised <laughs> the, the freaking stick, right? Mohawk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mohawk's badass. She can pull it off. Mm-hmm. She can pull that thing off. All right, Jenny, All right. back to you. Back to me. Well, probably next up, I'm gonna go with Psylocke. Ooh, love Psylocke. Ah. <sighs> She was oh, she my, was on my, my list. Damn it. My, both my childhood and also adult crush. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like she's uh she's something else, right? I mean, just physically. <laughs> and then um her martial arts skills, um a former former fashion model, uh, you know, telepath. A psionic blade. I mean, uh, the, yeah, just a weapon, you know, it's sort of a no-brainer. Like oh. She's badass. I need her. She's mine. Who is it? Olivia Munn that plays her in the movies? Yeah. yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about Olivia Munn, but... I have completely unmixed feelings. I, I have a question, and this this goes for anyone. Who do you want to play her if they bring her character back in the MCU? Olivia Munn. 
Yeah, I thought that was good casting. It just the, the movie, that movie wasn't, wasn't, wasn't particularly great, yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I, I hate watch X Men Apocalypse. I watched it once. I, I I have had zero desire to ever watch it. I, I feel I feel bad paying for it. When I watch it at home, it's enjoyable. But when I paid like movie theater prices for it, I was like, eh, I I could do something else with my time. You could also yes. do a you could do a Gal Gadot there for Psylocke too. No, no. she's pretty much locked up. Well, I, this is yeah. a fantasy booking. My God, it's not about the, the contracts and the time. Uh, you're right. <laughs> I'm not worried about that stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, you don't need to. I, I guess that didn't go over well, but I, I'm still taking Olivia Munn number one in my Wonder Woman actress draft pick. Draft. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be recording as a bonus show right after this one. Yeah. <laughs> all uh, right. Uh, we now go back to Matt. Last, all right. Now you get the snake benefit. You get two picks in a row. I don't know what kind of okay. damage you're going to do with these, but I'm, I'm scared. Well, one of them I don't think. Well, I don't think either anyone's picking either of these guys, but. Um, so this X-Men Unlimited number three was maybe one of my favorite comics growing up. And it happens to feature uh, Sabretooth. And so Sabretooth is going to be my number two pick in the draft. You want Wolverine and wow. Sabretooth on the same team? Wow. Brave. Heck yeah. I'll explain my reasoning. That's brave and bold. So, brave and bold. Uh, I mean, this comic, if you've never, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a one-shot comic. It's great. It's, it's, um, it's got Bill Sienkiewicz cover. It's worth tracking down if you if you randomly stumble upon it. But my number three pick in the draft is the other character that's the lead in this comic, Maverick, who is, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I know old Maverick. Uh, I don't, don't even know what his mutant powers are. This is the <laughs> only, like he shows up in this one. He shows is up. Maverick he's a gym. Yeah, yeah, he's. I, I okay. had to double check it. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's not. He's not known for his powers. He's usually no. like. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, a mutant. yeah. he's known for having a lot of guns and stuff, and he looks cool. And uh, well, Maverick yeah. first appeared in a story that Remzo and I reviewed for the very first episode of this podcast. I appeared in X Men number five, which was the Scott Lobdell portion of the uh, that first X Men trade paperback. And he's just kind of uh, there. And uh, there. Yeah. he shows up. He shows up in flashbacks. It's it's this issue, right? Like he's a flashback uh, the, guy. He shows up in a flashback, and he kind of shows up in the issue too. He's just a uh, this right. He just shows admit. up. I am very shocked by this pick. <laughs> oh, I love Me it. too. Oh, you're you're assembling you're assembling Task Force X. He wasn't or even Weapon X. Yeah, I, see, I, I see know what your game is now. I do see what's going on here. You're going full Canadian on us. <laughs> that might influence my next pick. Then. Um, yeah. So I, 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 he's an awesome looking character. What can I say? You, you know what my nickname for Maverick is. Necessary exposition because he's only yeah. brought in to say this is what you missed and this is what's happening well, and then he disappears. <laughs> in this in this comic, they literally have like a panel where it's like um, where they're like, "Well, we need someone to go hunt down Sabretooth and, and bring him in. He's off the reservation." And then they're like, "Well, yeah, Wolverine's away, so uh, we got Maverick." And it's like, <laughs> he's he's just the second guy. He's, he's they, the they wouldn't guy. even they wouldn't even make him Maverick in X Men Origins Wolverine. They made no. him Asian Zero. Then they made him an Asian guy. And it's like, uh, it, wait, we, we, the, we know it's Maverick, but like, eh. I didn't even know he was in that movie. <laughs> I, just, I just this comic. That's it. 
it's one of my favorites. I don't know what to tell you. So there you go. That's my uh, third pick. All right. We've got a, we got a couple of Canucks on this team right here. Uh, <laughs> Jenny, now the Actually, Maverick is, is German, but whatever. Will Jenny draft another female? Will Jenny draft a female? And they all work for Canada. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, well, this is all going to tie in. Will Jenny draft a female or a Canadian, or will she find a, <laughs> or will she find a Canadian female and check all the boxes? That's what. That's what. That's the magic motion right there. Magic potion. Claire, I don't like how quickly you figured me out here. Uh, quite frankly, <laughs> not. Not gentlemanly of you to call me out in such a way. Well, again, okay. we never claim to be gentlemen. So true. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with X23 for my next pick. Hey, is she Canadian? Did you steal one from her? Well, she's a mutant. Uh, so how does that work? Well, she's basically she was, Wolverine, she so she's right? pseudo Canadian. I like, just assumed the Canadianness like yeah. bled over in her genes. <laughs> uh, so may or may not be Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. You I want to talk about X twenty three a little bit? Not a character that, um, you know, not not. I guess wouldn't you say not one of the classic X Men characters? Um, no, I feel like she's kind of a little bit on the fringe, and that, that's sort of why I like her too. Um, you know, she has the healing factor, which is one of my favorite mutant powers. Um, you know, she got the adamantium um, claws, and then on her hands and her her arms and her feet, and um, you know, she ha- she's extremely well-trained, um, kind of feral, you know, wild even. So she's an interesting character. And she's on a competing team from her, uh, well, in the movie, it's her, Logan. Well, no, is, is Logan her dad in the movie? It's the same thing in the movie, right? Where they it, it's, make uh, her from the genetic material or whatever. Yeah, like a clone sort of. Yeah. All right, well, it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is getting tough. Now, everyone's, everyone's got an identifiable theme, but and I, I feel like I have one in my mind now. But I don't know if I want to reveal it because, well, the thing is, you guys can't really sabotage. Actually, none of us can sabotage each other's picks too much without having to veer entirely off our strategies. So that's the interesting mm-hmm. part about all knowing our strategies. Uh, so at this point, I'm just I'm still going to stick with my basic draft board here, though. And this character is also very powerful. He's actually considered an Omega level mutant, which is the highest level of mutant you can be. And that is Iceman. Little Bobby Drake. Uh, Did Hickman do that shit? Hickman did not do that. <laughs> who made that happen? That is pre-Hickman. I don't know who did it, but it wasn't Hickman. Uh, he is considered one of the most powerful, one of the most powerful mutants, and an really a mega yeah. level mutant for his power. It is. Absolutely I've always crazy. found that kind of weird as well. Like I've just well, never been an Iceman fan at all. He's water. He well, can just reform himself. What he can do. Water. Now in the up the, the most updated version of, of Iceman has it can do more than just like create ice like like you know ice slides or whatever. He he can basically manipulate water and change it to like all different temperatures. He can be basically become water. He can travel fast through through water. He can do all this crazy shit. So Iceman is extremely powerful and he's a classic X-Men character, which mm-hmm. is something that I like about him. I'm I'm a big fan of the classics. So in fact I'm just gonna change my name and reveal it now. This actually wasn't necessarily my strategy going in, but it's kind of becoming what it is. So I'm calling my team Claire's Classics. I'm going for the classics. I like so it. You can use that information if you want. You can go veer yeah. off your strategy and try to screw mine. It's up to you guys, uh, whatever you want to do. But that being said, Remzo's got two picks to show us what he's going to do here. So let, let's see what's up. Round the, three, the, Remzo. These are to lock in 
what I, I feel are the obvious characters because for rounds uh, round six, my guy is coming straight out of nowhere. I, I doubt even listeners will see my last pick coming. So my next Phantom two X. are to lock him in. <laughs> um, I, my my next two picks are because I'm not a I'm not really an Iceman fan, especially after hearing he's Omega level mutant. I feel like that's theft. Sunfire. <laughs> oh wow. Sunfire. Okay. Sunfire. Sunfire is one of the most underrated of the original giant size uncanny X-Men. Um, he doesn't necessarily have the full pyro ability that, let's say, uh, Johnny Storm does from the Fantastic Four. And he doesn't have just simply fire manipulation like pyro. He's somewhere in the middle. But the thing is, he knows how to use fire in ways more than just to cause a distraction. He When he uses his powers as a weapon, people that feel like they can underestimate him usually end up you know, get feel feeling the heat, so to speak. So I wanted Sunfire for that one. And then for my second pick of this round, because Psylocke is gone and that I, mm, I, I feel a loss, but I feel like I'm going to make it up. I, uh, I wanted someone between like a Jean Grey, a Psylocke and a Scarlet Witch, somebody that has that type of personality but can also be an epic wild card i'm going with this with the daughter of magneto until marvel decided to wreck on that shit polaris wait she's not his daughter anymore not I anymore thought, I thought, oh no um, i think i think she might be and then quicksilver and scarlet which aren't nothing no. makes sense anymore <laughs> I think Nothing she still makes is, sense because in Hickman's X Men, she calls him father. So I'm pretty sure that that is. But where on the flow chart? Where on the flow chart? I don't know which reality, or I don't know which of more McTaggart's timelines this is in now either. But 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 yeah, Pol- Polaris. Uh, I, I feel like she's very underutilized, much like many of my other characters. I first read a story with her. It was uh, Uncanny X Men. It's collected in a volume called The Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. And this is the closest thing you'll get to, like, X-Men Star Trek. They go, and they have to go ahead and deal with Vulcan, who's one of the missing Summers brothers. He's the the missing son of Corsair, Scott Summers, and, uh, you know, Havoc's father. And basically, Vulcan is trying to throw overthrow uh, Leandra, who's the queen of the Shi'ar Empire. And it was kind of a difficult story for me to read when I was about 12, 13 years old. I don't remember who necessarily did that one, but I just remember this is probably one of the most unique X-Men stories ever written and polaris uh you know i think a lot of the ex-women they while their powers might change up their personality sometimes i feel depending on who writing them can kind of blur uh she really stands out and even though havoc was the leader of that team uh polaris was the spirit of it and i'll always have a soft spot for her so i'm taking the daughter of magneto polaris all right very well very well it's back to me i'm already thinking that six rounds is not was not enough to be honest, because <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm willing to add a seventh. Is everyone cool with that? Let's just go let's see 25 how, rounds. <laughs> Let, what are you guys I mean, doing the rest of the week? Uh, yeah, we'll be here. We'll, be here we'll stick to the original format. I'm just, I'm just talking. Okay. There's just so many characters out there. There's like, yeah, so many. once you get into it, you're just yeah, like, there's gonna ugh. be characters left that are like could have been first round or second round picks. But that's the that's the fun of it. Maybe we'll do this again with like eight people next year. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that might be too much. All right. Back to me. 
This is tough, actually. This is tough. I had Remzo's, all of Remzo's two picks to think about it, and I'm still not sure what to do. But I do like my classic characters. Uh, this character is not a founding X-Men character, as my first three were. However, I, I consider him classic uh, for me. Classic for me, classic from the cartoon growing up, classic from the X-Men that I read growing up in the 90s. And I think his power is extremely useful to this team. Uh, and that is, of course, my man Nightcrawler, because he can bring us anywhere. Mm-hmm. He can bring yep. us anywhere. And he's cool, and he's blue, and he looks awesome, and he's got the cool accent. And I'm a big fan. One of my favorite X-Men. Crawler uh, is my pick. Oh, is he Canadian? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought I was respecting you. He was. He was uh, I was going to stretch and draft him because he is in the Weapon X in the Ultimates line. Oh, okay. All right. And I love that character too. Well, that that just like the Ultimates, that take that will take place in an alternate reality. That 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 version <laughs> of the team. So one of uh, maybe one maybe if. one day Jonathan Hickman will unite all these realities into one, and it can be confusing, and we can not really know. Don't let him do it. For the <laughs> love of God, don't let him do it. He's got anybody but up. him. Anybody but him. Uh, uh, Nightcrawler, one of the two Catholics in the in the Marvel universe. In the whole Who's the other? The <laughs> I have to imagine there's more than one. Oh yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil is a history of ca- of Catholicism. <laughs> I learned more about communion in Daredevil season three than I ever did anywhere else. <laughs> Man, what do you guys think they're This is this is totally a, <laughs> a total side conversation, but you know, Daredevil. Uh, TV show made me think of it, but what do you guys think they're going to do with the X Men and the MCU? This can be our, our halftime, our halftime conversation. Do you think they're going to do movies? Do you think they're going to start working them in? Because there's been rumors that they might work them in and start sprinkling them into the TV shows. Or what's going to be the explanation? I have so many questions. I have a theory though. I do have a theory that because uh, I was rewatching Endgame the other night, and there's there's this line where they say, you know, when when Thanos did the snap, he put out this energy out into the whole universe like has never been seen or all over earth that has never been felt there before and i think that's going to be the impetus of why mutants start to exist because of that oh. that event uh, otherwise like that. it makes no sense whether they've been around for 30 years we just never heard about them before mm-hmm. it's either that or multiverse but i find using the multiverse for that is kind of lame so that's that's my going theory Thoughts? i don't know that i've thought about it and i i don't know that i'll watch it no matter what they do are you, are you that bitter towards all, wow, all on-screen, all on-screen Marvel characters? Do you like the I MCU just, movies already? I guess that's the first question. I still haven't even watched Endgame. That's okay, how you, you shouldn't even be. Why are you even on the show then? I'm gonna just go I ahead. Just, you, the movies here. just don't matter to me, man. I, I'm done with them. Movies in general? No, just the Marvel ones. I just. No. Remzo is, is disgusted and shocked right now. He's not even sure why he's <laughs> friends with you. This is this is like hearing you kicked a puppy. It's rough. It might be worse than that. Uh, Look at his face. He's uh, devastated. Puppies die eventually. Marvel movies live forever. I don't know. I just they were. I I got bored with them after. Do you like any of them? Yeah, I like I like some of the first. Like I like 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 Winter Soldier. He's a big a big Thor Dark Winter guy. uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't watch that one. I I don't know. Some of them they're they're perfectly entertaining. I just I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't, didn't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like, I feel like with the X-Men, like, like, um, everything that needed to get said with Wolverine has been said. So you know that they're going to bring him back in and they're going to try and beat that horse again. 
And it's they like, have to don't. bring back Hugh Jackman. I can't. I don't think I can handle someone else's Wolverine at this point. He's too iconic, and he's still young enough. Right. He could come do it for ten more years without a problem. Right. Even Just though he retired. Let that kind of exists. I don't know. Like I, I feel like that casting in the original X Men movies, while like X Men and X Two and X Three, like they're not necessarily perfect, but like the casting and everything was so perfect that I don't know that I. If you're gonna do it, they should just use a different set of characters almost because like how do you how do you top what was already done as far as that's concerned? Let well, me guess. I you think... want them to use Maverick? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want a Maverick movie? That, that's what Maverick. Yeah. He's, he's boycotting all X Men movies till we get a Maverick movie. <laughs> Until I get and get I get Maverick. Well, yeah. Marvel has a good history of taking lesser known characters and making them huge. So I would not be offended if they took that route with X Men as well. Might be smart. There's no way they're going to be able to resist Wolverine as soon as Marvel. I know. You're no, right. they won't. And so. You just hope that, I mean, if they brought Hugh Jackman back, that would be great, but I don't know. I don't know what I want to, want to see them do with it. I feel like the X-Men as characters are way better suited for television than movies. I would agree with that, too. Did anyone ever watch The Gifted? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because The Gifted was supposed to take place in the new like X-Men First Class universe, but mm-hmm. it lasted ten episodes. It was it, it was bad. What what where did this even exist? It was on Fox. It was on Fox for a year. Wow. What about Legion? Legion was no, kind of cool. I liked Legion in that I've first I've heard good things season. about it. I've never watched it. It, it, was, it was good. It's weird. Oh well. It's really. I weird. wish one other person called it trippy. I would have watched it immediately. That's that's like my key my key trick. No, it, I, I mean it's it, it I mean, like super vis- Yeah, visually, you you don't see stuff like that usually on TV, oh. especially not with comic book stuff. But I mean, it was kind of fucked up. I I like yeah. that they that they made it really its its own thing, and that's what I kind of miss about the pre MCU films. You could watch a single movie. And your whole focus is on there. They might have some Easter eggs and stuff, but it's a good standalone story. As much as I love the MCU films, I don't think many of them are good standalone films. Like, I can't yes. look someone straight in the eye and say any of the Ant-Man films were good. <laughs> Just, you know. He, so ser- he served, he served a purpose. They're fun movies. They are Paul, fun Paul movies. Paul Rudd is a delight. He is a delight. Did you see the thing where he's the same age as Wilford Brimley was when he made Tune? <laughs> Paul Rudd does not age. That's that crazy. They're wow. both 57 or something like that. Mind I need to drink his blood or something so I could be immortal. Paul Rudd is not 57. He's 57. Really? Someone, maybe, someone, someone off, Google that it's shit. really close. It... All right. We're, we're stopping everything to find out when Paul 51. Rudd was born. Oh, I could okay. see that. Well, you that's know, actually. Okay. But I don't know I'm actually now. Now I'm more shocked that Wilfred. That might have been a fake meme. Now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me a, a, a meme lied to me. Anyway, because Wilfred Brimley was not 51 God. in Cocoon at all. <laughs> oh, maybe he is was, he the though. guy? Is actually, he the guy from the diabetes on, commercial? Will, yes. Yeah. Wilfred okay. Brimley was born in 1934. So what year did Cocoon come out? It's the 80s, so we might not be far off. 1985. So it is actually true. Hey, they were the same age when Wilfred Brimley. How was wow. he? They were supposed to be like really old people. He must have always looked really old. That's the only explanation. Is Betty White still alive? Yes. She is still okay. alive. In the 80s, old people looked older. 
you know, like mm-hmm. like thirty years older. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like way older. Like if uh, I like in the eighties, I would have seen him and go like, yeah, he's fifty. <laughs> you know, like. Well, hopefully this trend he's continues. An old guy. And we all look really young when we're in our fifties. Yes. Movies. I assumed I you so. were in your fifties already, Claire. I'm fifty nine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you. <laughs> um, you only right, think well, he looks like Jesus. <laughs> I do want to get to my pick before my 60th birthday, so I will okay. now make my pick. Oh, wait, it's not my pick. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's it's your pick. <laughs> I have to wait even longer for mine again. Wait, I is it? Picked. Yeah, I just picked. Yep. Oh, yeah, you did. I just, I just picked Nightcrawler, so this is your you fourth did. pick. Okay, yeah. so yeah. How about, okay, uh, so I feel like I've picked some women that are badass but maybe have some attitude problems mm-hmm. um time to time. A, a couple um so i, I kind of feel like i need somebody a little bit um calmer maybe um with a calming uh presence but i don't i i don't know if i really do though so i think i'm gonna go with rogue because she's sweet i mean and sassy and sassy Mm -hmm. yes but she for the most part she's not gonna be you know a bitch (laughs) uh and she's very powerful and her power is pretty unique i feel like so she has maybe one of the best powers yeah, like it's super weird. Um, Called Take Your Power. And it's, you know, it makes her a misfit. And I like that about her. Um, also, I love that sassy white streak in her hair. So she also has the worst power because she can she can basically never have a sex life, right? I yes. Mean, and like I she feel has like, to be celibate, right? Unless she has yeah. a powerful mutant that won't be. I don't even know. I don't think she could. She could. Yeah. No, it's it's off the table. She can't. Full body condom is the only way, I guess. <laughs> See the show. This show goes in different directions. I like it. Jenny asked before the show, "Are is there a cursing filter here? Are we allowed?" I'm like, "Yeah, no. We're gonna be talking about full body condoms later." So, look, I get in trouble sometimes (laughs) with my mouth, so just want to make sure. All right, I'm very nervous to go back to Matt Battaglia right now because he gets two picks in a row, Uh and I don't know. There's a decent Uh, chance one of them is one I want, but I don't know. It depends on how strict he's going mm. with this Weapon X theme. So we'll see. Uh, I think these now these picks are going to be a little bit weird. Um. So you think your third round pick was Maverick? I think I think you set it set the tone. Uh, Walking so, exposition. 
Uh, I'll go with my first one, uh, Colossus. Uh, You can't have Wolverine without Colossus to do some uh, fastball special. All right, so we're Um, we're abandoning the Canadian theme altogether. uh, Great character. uh, You know, he's just, again, solid, solid character and not just talking about being able to turn into metal. Um, (laughs) And and plenty of, like, artists have really left, like, a cool mark on him. Like, there was that one time when he was, like, Magneto's... um, acolyte in the 90s and he had that really awesome like he had a cape and stuff i think it's very cool looking so anyway so so that's that's um that's that pick and then uh, <laughs> uh jubilee oh my god what <laughs> you can have her somebody would do that you can have her brian mcwilliams is not gonna vote for you because he hates jubilee he's made that very clear sparkle uh, Sparkle, like you need a, a, a so I'll tell you there's a, there's a couple reasons for for that pick. Um, there's a lot of great comics. Again, they're probably all all in the '90s, and then there's one that I think that it was there's like a Corey Walker Robert Kirkman one where it, like Ju- like with Wolverine, you almost always seem to need like a. Uh, like either Jubilee or Kitty Pride, like paired up with him when he goes and go does like a lot of murder stuff, and so um, yes, and always again, take children to murder. Yes, well, it always happens. It happens every time. Um, and then again, I have this old comic that I, you know, it doesn't even have a cover, so I can't even tell you where it's from. But uh, it's Sabretooth and Jubilee, so um, mm. they fit together, even though he's attacking her in her her nightmares. So. There you go. I'll <laughs> sure make what, a fun team dynamic. I'm not sure what <laughs> domestic violence, <laughs> workplace violence. That's actually his real theme. Yeah. For for it's Colossus, I, you I, deep I, here. for Colossus, I gotta say my favorite version of Colossus. Speaking of you know looking funky with the cape, has anyone seen the the Age of Apocalypse Colossus? Uh, that is, that is my ass. favorite. Yeah, they they make him as big as like the Juggernaut. And I think yeah. that's the first time they actually make him somebody who's like really formidable. Because what I don't like when writers do is when they really make Colossus a super strong guy, but then they make him the foil. So he ends up getting crushed, you know, first wave. And he's like, I cannot fight villain. And it's like, dude, you're stronger than that. Come on. Right. Come on. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah, he's, he should be always drawn like, um, massive there's also this great um and i don't have it in print anymore i don't know where i used to have it there was a great like one where uh it's a, one of the cover is like the x-men got kidnapped by arcade and it's an old like it's claremont uh claremont and i think cockrum draws it but um and colossus gets 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 brainwashed to thinking he's uh, so part of the Soviet Union again. <laughs> so, uh, uh, there's the one uh, uh, cover where, where where Colossus is wearing. You know, he's in his CC, you know, CCP like uniform, and he's fighting Wolverine and Cyclops. I think it's. Oh, that is hilarious. That's a that's a great like. It's a two issue arc. Um, I'll, I'll 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 shout the the numbers in a minute when I figure it out. But. Uh, uh, those are two great like X-Men comics. I love it. It's uh yeah. Highly recommended to track those ones down. 
All right. Well, uh, we now go back to Jenny, who uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're very disappointed that Jubilee is off the board. I am. Yep. <laughs> she was on the short list. Uh, no. Uh, I bet Bataglia is going to pick Dazzler as number six. We need more sparkles. <laughs> it's uh, the, the one I was referencing is X-Men is 123 and 124, I think. So. Well, Dazzler is on the short list. Um, uh, pick her. Better get him now or Matt's going to yeah. right Yeah, up. I was going to say. But Team I Sparkles. A, Team I have sparkles. a couple ahead of her. Um, I'm going to go with Domino. Ooh, Domino. Crafty pick. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about well, your love for Domino and why she's on your list. Well, another person with an attitude problem. I don't know how this team's ever going to get anything done, but um, she's really cool because um, she – has uh she manipulates probability in her favor so she has incredible luck uh that is like uh an amazing skill because i have the worst luck uh i have my entire life so being able to manipulate that is fascinating to me um also she's you know trained she can use you know weapons and combat and gadgets and everything so uh i feel like she's a value Value pick in Domino. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. you, we're, we're, we're six rounds in. You got to name your team. Okay, you ready? <laughs> I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, we got one more, but okay. I'll go ahead. The name of my team is the X-Menstrators. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that that would be a good point. <laughs> That's a bit of a giveaway. You could have had Cyclops on that team, though. Yeah, you know, I was going to make that joke as well. <laughs> ah, I even saw your joke. Oh. You just, uh, I'm my just redundant on was the building show. up to this like, joke when you made Cyclops <laughs> the sixth pick. Uh, so, yeah. X-Men Gene Carter. will still cheat on him with that team. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. with, with Gene, you and Psylocke, or you and Rogue, or you and Domino? Well, am I rogue. happy or excited? I mean, am I mad or am I excited? It can only be rogue if they use the full body condoms. So, Yes, true. Uh, All right, well, I, I think it would be criminal to, uh, I mean, this next pick of mine is was a potential first-round pick for me. And I, I think it's just at this point it would be silly not to draft this character, even though I, I'm not sure any of you are, are going to, but I'm not going to take the risk at this point. I have to draft Magneto. I absolutely have to draft Magneto. How he's going to get along with the professor in this one, well, I'll save that for the end. But uh, I will have a storyline in place for that. Um, I just have to make a quick phone call and a quick text to Tom to um, Tom King. Maybe Tom King, too. <laughs> I'm on an, actually a WhatsApp group with Tom King and, and uh, Jonathan Hickman. They're currently advising me on how to craft my storylines behind the scenes. Flow charts. Uh, that being said, one of the most powerful mutants, um, really. And, uh, you know, while he has a history as, as a villain, uh, and there's no rules whether we can draft heroes or villains here at all, of course, our teams all have mixes of both. Uh, but he has had his moments of heroism, and he has had his moments of team leadership on the X-Men, and he has had, and he has never been, I think Remzo and I discussed this, on, on the first episode, Magneto has never Magneto has never been one of these like I want to rule the world. I'm going to kill everybody. I'm just plain evil villain. He's always been a villain who saw himself as a hero, as all the best villains are, who who had to do some difficult things and make some difficult decisions. But his heart, in many ways, is in the right place, and uh, we'll see how how that works out with this team. But I, I can't leave Magneto off the, on the board here. 
Off the board, on the board. Either way, he's on my team now. So, Remzo, this is it. This is it for you. This is the end. Make your picks wisely. What obscure characters can you pull out of the multiverse or the non-multiverse or the Hickmanverse? You, you or dare the me. Or the McTaggartverse. So, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I will say, all your teams have made me really consider my pick. I did have Polaris as my backup for either Mystique or Psylocke if they were taken. So I don't feel like there's been too much of a thing. But these two, have, I've really debated over. And I think depending on who who people vote for in the fan group after this, I think I might be losing some of the new listeners who are recently getting into comics. So I'm willing to go and take a leap of faith and say if you look up these characters you're found to find great stories and you'll you'll thank me later but i gotta do it i am taking mimic mm. from uncanny x-men number 19 he's a mutant who has the powers of the original x-men and because of that of it them. drove him, all of them and because of that it drove him insane it was not until 20 2011 2012's dark x-men storyline where mimic came back and was used by norman osborne's dark x-men and when they did that he was the ultimate wild card because he's a he's a mentally unstable man who has the power to basically you know he, he could he could level a whole town if he wanted to he's got the strength of beast he's got uh cyclops's optic laser blast he can fly throw out ice whatever and uh, you know he he's uh, he has a psycho I'm sorry he has a, a psychic block to prevent people like Professor X or anyone with a psychic ability from hitting him. So Mimic is the ultimate wild card. But to wrap this up, because I knew Bataglia was going to take Wolverine, mm-hmm. I needed to have somebody. And as much as I like X23, I also go for group dynamic. So I went with Cable, the Brain, Mystique, the Assassin, Sunfire, the Brute, Polaris, the. You know, she she's she could be paired with anybody to do great combo attacks or whatever. She's great for any story. Mimic, who's the ultimate wild card. This is the guy who I think is the one who always has the master plan. And no matter how much you love him or hate him, his stories have been some of my favorite over the past decade. I'm taking Dakin, the son of Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> murderer of the Punisher at one time. Yep. Huh. I don't even know yeah. this character. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't Dakin, even know how to spell it? I couldn't. I can't even tell you. D A K N. Yeah, he was the he was the child of Wolverine and his second wife. I think her name was Itsu. In uh, like right after World War Two. Uh, Wolverine got married, got her pregnant, and when he went off to go do something, um, the Winter Soldier, who was you know an assassin of the Russians at the time, he came to kill Wolverine, but Wolverine wasn't there, so he killed his pregnant wife. And somehow, long story short, a super bad guy named Romulus, who may have made the Winter Soldier do it, or maybe didn't, or had been stalking Wolverine, it's a whole stupid thing, he basically raised Dakin to eventually be an assassin so dangerous he could eventually kill his father. Now, Dakin has three claws, two that come out of the knuckles, one that comes out of the wrist. He's got the same healing factor, but he has a dangerous pheromone ability. So he can <laughs> he can mess with people. 
So right, right there. Uh, you, t- t- take it or not, but yeah, I mean, Dakin, D- D- Dakin is Wolverine with no morals. Mm. Yep. And I'd he say he's the more Punisher. One time, he killed the Punisher. Stupid. Anyone who kills, yeah, that that was when they chopped him up and they pushed his body parts into the sewer. That was that was Frankencastle is not something we want to ever remember. Holy shit! Oh, I like the Frankencastle issues though. You did, uh, yeah. But yeah, so this I is. I feel like I need to hate read this story. Uh, it's fun. Go go read. So I mean, yeah, read Frankencastle. It was in a. It was in the Dark Rain era. So if you do Punisher, look for anything Dark Rain. Dakin is in a one shot called uh, uh, Dark Rain Punisher. I think that was just no Punisher the list. It's, Punisher it's, the list. Yeah. Did Romita draw draw that? Johnny Junior drew that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, see, that'll get me good. in. I'm a big either. My favorite. Fan. My favorite. Love 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 Johnny Junior. Yeah, so that that's my team. That's the uncanny extras, characters that everyone has a soft spot for. They were not always up everyone. front, but they're always the ones that bring that that pizzazz factor. All right. Well, I can say that out of all the lists, you stole the least of my characters from my <laughs> list. So no whatever. shame, no shame. That, I'm I'm no, proud of it. That character being Cable because he was high on my list. But mm. that being said. I'm in a tough position here because I know this pick will be very controversial. And I wasn't necessarily even going to make this pick. However, it's really hard to leave on the board, much like Magneto. Because when a character has so much power, in fact, some, and in fact, actual continuity would say the most power of any mutant, I don't see how I cannot draft this character with my last pick in the sixth round. This character, again, this may be controversial, but he is a mutant, and his name is Franklin Richards, and he is on my team. <laughs> Silence is, is burning oh. holes through my soul. <laughs> the anger that I can feel. Popping. It's not so much as anger, but judgment. Judgment. Here's the thing. Which is better? Has he been on an X-Men team proper? I don't believe so. Uh, is he a mutant? Absolutely. Yeah. He is the most powerful mutant in Marvel Comics in continuity. How can I leave the most powerful? It's like saying Iceman's an Omega level mutant. You can say also it. true. But it's it just not. True. It, it, it doesn't. Ah. You don't need to believe it to like it. <laughs> it Those are it, different things. Is he on top of the flow chart? He's number one he's, on, he's the, in the, flow on chart. the flow chart. He's all over the flow chart. <laughs> Uh, he's actually, this has actually been a storyline thing in, believe it or not, the Hickman's X-Men era, uh, because because uh, fascist Professor X wanted to bring the most powerful mutant into Krakoa, and before that, they kind of had like a hands-off agreement with him. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't finish reading the X-Men versus Fantastic Four miniseries because it wasn't interesting, but that's the premise. Uh, he is a mutant, and our draft was for mutants, so how am I going to leave this mutant off on the board? I think <laughs> the Matt, Matt is reading X-Men. all his I would right draft was for X-Men, sir. I would have yeah. been happier if you had picked Namor, the Submariner, the, fir- yes. the first mutant. That would be fair. That would be a fair pick. <laughs> well. I'm willing. I am not a dictator. I am willing to be overruled if you guys really think that this no, is illegal. No, I, I think it's a correct. I think it's perfectly acceptable. Okay, well, then I can't be overruled because I have 50% on my side already. So. <laughs> So there goes that. Matt's also sending me. I'm going to send you a Savage Dragon that I draw. <laughs> <laughs> I'll Big take it. Figures. Might not be as good. 
think some ketchup on the corner. I can draw a fin. I can draw a fin. Okay. Uh, and cram. Um, you know, and this doesn't really. Well, I'll, I'll get to my team explanation when it's time. <laughs> I have no choice now but to move on. Okay. Jenny, who do you got? Can you talk right. Franklin Richards in terms of surprise characters? Uh, just no at all. So, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know this character. When I was researching, I came across her. I've never read anything. So, you know what? Fuck it. We're about to put Husk on the team. Husk. Wow. She's like the Kenny of X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> I know Just nothing dies. about Husk. Who wants to give me I, I never, feel like Ramsey yeah. is the most qualified. I've heard of her, but I don't know well, much about J- Jenny, you go. Well, um, from what I discovered today, um, her ability is that she husks her skin to expose a new type and layer of skin underneath. Oh. My, I mean, my favorite issue was from, I think it was uh, Extreme X-Men in the early 2000s. And she, this is what bothers me about her. She had this weird relationship with Angel after he went out of his Archangel phase. He was her teacher mm-hmm. at the school. And then they go on like this adventure together where they end up at her mom's house. And they, they start fighting. And out of nowhere, they you know uh, Angel picks her up. And her mom walks out with a few other mutants, and they're like, what are they doing up there? And long story short, they're sky fucking. And it's just one of the most inappropriate things I think I've ever seen. It's like they're all kind of watching, and they're like, what's going on? And clothes start falling. That's my only memory of Husk. That's all I need. Like, I was questioning this pick, <laughs> and now I'm like, thank God I picked this chick because that's hot. And yeah. if you were a superhero, you would do the same thing. <laughs> I like my some, pick. That's some stuff out of the boys. Uh, I believe yes. Husk is also, believe it or not, Husk is also an Omega level mutant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was about to get Rose so mad. Like, really? Really? <laughs> That was a a Hickman retcon in Maura McTaggart's 15th timeline. Husk is actually the most powerful mutant, believe it or not. Um, All right. Well, we have arrived. We have arrived Uh where we started. Right back at Team Battaglia, at Team Canadians plus plus (laughs) Russian plus uh, uh, young American chick, I believe Jubilee is. The UN. Uh, The UN. (laughs) Uh, uh, This is entirely, entirely a nostalgia team. I mean, what? it's sort of. You got to name it first, man. You got to name it. We're down to the last one. You got to name it. it. Give away your strap. Come on. Uh, it was Weapon X Plus. I mean, it's 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 really. <laughs> so with my final pick, it's Kitty Pride. But like, you know, Kitty Pride not. And how not did Kitty like, Pride not make the X Menstruators? That's that's shocking. Yeah. Well, she she just got blocked for Husk. So she got, she got Husk blocked. She did. Uh, yeah. And then, and this one also, and on this page, you have that classic, like... Um, I love that Matt has a page for every character. I do, too. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. For they, I wish I had visual aids. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, remember back in the... They had this anti, like, don't kids, don't do drugs. It was like a... Each part was appeared in every husk. Marvel comic right. for a whole month. feel the husk, I'll feel the rush. It's like I said, feel the husk. Yeah. Feel the rush. Yeah, and it's like... Sky fucking... <laughs> Well, he's falling out of Why Spider-Man's aren't... trying to save him. He's falling out of a van, but he's like, "Oh shit, I dropped my bowl." And he's like, "I need to get it." <laughs> I say that's that all the time. That's literally what it says. It says, "My bowl." Ah. And then, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I don't know Kitty how it's more your case of Kitty Pryde, but it's hilarious. Who's uh, the hero Pryde. in that? Final pick, because uh, it can't be her. <laughs> another, it's definitely not her. Another, She's the villain, like Superman. 
another great character. Um, obviously, like, and 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 has has plenty of different phases and stages. You have the great like when Claremont introduced her, and then you have I really liked what we didn't did with the character. And obviously, you need if you got Colossus, you need Kitty Pride. And the two of them they go right together. You can't can't have one without the other. I don't know what the heck Hickman and the people who have taken over are doing with her, um, with the pirate stuff. I, I'm not interested in that, but, um, but the classic character I, I like a lot. And that weed and run, she's a big factor in that weed and run. And it's, I mean, I think that it, it's four volumes. It's, it's highly recommended. It's, it's probably John Cassidy on art. It's beautiful. You get, I mean, moments like this fastball special, Ooh. um, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and I think that it's 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 a I think that Whedon's X Men comics is the tone that the MCU movies tried to emulate the most, where they're they've got some seriousness to them, but they're mostly they're fun. the The banter is pretty witty. There's a lot of great like Wolverine beer gags in it, um, and uh, like he gets his memory wiped at one point in time in, in the series, and he can't remember who he is. And then a beer falls on his head and he starts drinking it. And he's like, yeah, I, I remember who I was. And it's like, <laughs> there's a lot of like fun, silly stuff in it. And, and it's got, you know, obviously Kitty Pride, Colossus and Wolverine are pretty huge factors in it. So, you know, I call I just, my team the classics, but you got some classics on your, on your mm-hmm. team as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like X-Men comics for, and, and X-Men, like the animated series, I think for everyone in this chat, it's like, those were, there's a huge nostalgia factor to that, to that team. And especially the nineties when like, and, and looking through back through some of these old comics is you like, you see how much, like just even think about all the cross branding that they used to do. Like the, your background Mark with all the, that nineties lineup, you know, it was on like ever, you walked into a supermarket and you saw those on like every variety of kids. You know that, this is a silly thing for me to think, but in my mind, I was like, maybe if um, I'm blocking Wolverine, they won't think to take him first because he's right here. <laughs> but I, I strategically I chose a picture where he'd be in the center so I could, if if I got to pick him, I could I could then do this reveal and say there's my pick, which I never got to do. But, you know, what are you going to do? We can imagine. In one of Maura McDaggart's uh, timelines, I did do that. <laughs> Who is a mutant and would have been a valid pick? I would. Would think. have been a valid pick in the Hickman version. More so than Franklin Richards, like. Well, Franklin, uh, Franklin he, Richards. You, you got by so thin with that. Franklin uh, Richards has always been a mutant. It's not like a, it's yeah, not a he, recon. It's not a recon. You can't even say anything. He's been a mutant since he was born in 1968. Well, I don't know if they yeah, had powers then, but he's been a mutant since. But he, that's been an established thing. That's not a Hickman needs a needs a way to do a time reset. Yeah, I agree. I would not. I, on principle, I would not draft Maura McTaggart for that reason, because I will not recognize <laughs> Hickman reduxes. But now, but I, I understand that you you know you don't like all of Hickman's charts and graphs and all that stuff. I actually but do I do is the weird thing. I, oh, okay. Weird. It's a love hate relationship. He calls it hate reading. I just enjoy to make fun of them. I actually do like that stuff. I do think he's done a. I do think that they've done a good job at actually trying to make the X books relevant and readable again i i feel like for a long for a while there picking one up was so damn confusing now it's gotten back to the it's point it's really where confusing. confusing i don't know if you've read one lately but no i i, I haven't but i did it's read that confusing i read the hawks pox stuff and i thought that that was a neat way to deal with an event would you find uh, that as a new fan not extremely confusing because i found it extremely confusing as someone who's read x member 30 years 
Uh, I mean, if you read the flow charts, I guess it helps, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't know like, that I was. How there. did we get here? How did we get here? Yeah, Maura McTaggart died in the future and then relived her life, and this is what we get. I guess I've read enough Hickman that it didn't even seem weird to well, me. Well, that's fair. So that is, it's very Hickman-esque. And I love Hickman's <laughs> Fantastic Four. It's like one of my favorite Fantastic Four runs. So I, I appreciate Hickman as a writer and his vision for things. It's just, it's just, I guess my problem with it really is not even the storylines themselves as much as this isn't the X-Men. His, his Fantastic Four stuff was really innovative, really interesting, but the characters still felt like the characters. These don't feel like the characters to me. That's really ultimately... <laughs> problem i have not flow charts not the actual story not anything like that that's fair i mean it, it but how do you do an x-men comic today with without throwing out continuity which is what the thing that they seem to be the most afraid of like ultimate x-men i think did a great job of it and then that built up too much continuity and you couldn't figure out what was going on there I but they that's killed the, everyone that's yeah. the problem with these these major comic book companies that go with have the same characters that go on for 60, 70, 80 years anyway. It's impossible not to run into these issues at some point. You're going to have to either deal with them by resetting things, ignoring things, sort of retconning things. There's no straightforward way to do it no matter what. Which is why I got so wrapped up in like in a lot of the image comics because it was like amazing when I was when I was you know a, a, a teenager just discovering comics mm-hmm. and now while I loved Spider Man I loved X Men they were so intimidating in so many ways because every character was like oh I don't know anything about this character there's fifty years of history about this character yeah. but the image comics at least I could pick them up and they were exciting and they were new and maybe most of them sucked but they were cool and I could start from scratch I didn't I knew I didn't miss anything picking up issue number one yeah and that's what I mean like I. Pulling out some of these old X-Men comics that I had, it's like the, the ones that I've hung on to are all the ones that are pretty concise. Like that Wolverine Weapon X, you don't really need to know. You don't need much to enjoy it. And the Whedon one is, it's 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 the Whedon-Cassidy run. It's four, four trades, but it's, again, you don't need a ton to go into it and understand it. it. It basically resets up the team. And even the Jim Lee X-Men, it's the same way. But like, a lot of the Claremont stuff too. Like you try to read Dark Phoenix like back, that's still a little bit convoluted and confusing. When, when they Phoenix throw in the Hellfire Club and everything, right? It it started to get kind of funky for me. Yeah, that's just a tough thing with Marvel Comics, where it's like all of these runs are so long, it's so tough to pick out. Like, oh, well, this is what if you're a new reader, this is what you should go and pick up. <laughs> All right, well, we are now at the portion, my friends, where we will actually describe the logic, if you want to call it logic, story, line, whatever you want to say to describe our team, how they function together as a team, and really make the pitch to the listeners, to the fans, to all these whippersnappers out there listening, why we not only have the best collection of characters, but why they should vote for our individual teams as the best quote-unquote team. So, Matt... We'll start with you. Tell us about this wacky set of half Canucks and half uh, half uh, do wells and, and teenage girls. Do you, do you like the best characters? I of think Sabretooth has killed everyone on that team. <laughs> so Besides the fact that Jubilee has been murdered already, probably. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, the logic was Weapon X, and then like maybe like Wolverine got roped into Weapon X meeting and uh, and was <laughs> out to dinner with Colossus Jubilee and Kitty Pride, which wouldn't be like out of the norm. And I feel you like some call, of the vision- they, t- they tagged along, yeah. and then yeah. I, I've shown some visual aids where the, all these characters have had to deal with one another. Um, and and I did look up that one. There's the one like Wolverine Jubilee team up 
the comic that I was talking about. It's Kirkman, Corey Walker. So it's hundred percent recommended read. Uh, Cable shows up in it and uh, it's, it's Marvel team up number 19 and it, you know, done in one great like comic to pick up a lot of fun. So I don't know. There, there's some cohesion. They're just the, they're cool looking characters and maybe they get along. Sabretooth probably murders everybody, but <laughs> but they have it? fun doing it. <laughs> All right, Jenny. Uh, I think no matter what you do win the award, I, I, I don't think anybody will disagree for best team name with the X Raiders. Thank you. I, I really did question it quite a bit, but I'm it should have been the sexist with a giant <laughs> X. <laughs> Oh, that'd be pretty good, actually. Uh, um, I think the, one of the other uh, suggestions I had was X chromosomes. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, that's that's pretty awesome. Awesome. The menstruation provides a little more visual element, which I think that's always yeah, good for. for no one's uh, going to forget that name. <laughs> it's quite in your face. <laughs> so so if, if readers or readers, listeners are factoring in um, memorability of team name, I think you've already got it in the back. <laughs> she wins. Okay. Halfway there. All right. So. Um, Okay, y'all already know that my team are all women. And, you know, I thought that was probably a little bit cliched as well. But um, I think I picked some women that are a little bit uh, on the fringes. You know, they're um, attitudinal. and But I think that my team would be sort of temporary. Like there would be some sort of situation that would for some reason, call these ladies um, to work together. Only and I think characters on their page as a villain that they can only defeat with, uh, yes. with the powers of menstruation. The, yes. See? You get me. All right. So the leader of this team, I think, would probably have to be Jean Grey. The villain husband needs to be taken care yes. of. So. Yes. <laughs> um, so I feel like Jean has enough of that, like, respectability and like commandability like she um i think she's a natural leader and people will you know like respond to her in that way so um it's it's a quirky group but they have weird and interesting powers and they're all badass and they can have sex in the sky if they want to <laughs> Hashtag sky fucking. I think I'm voting for yes. Jenny based on sex. In the yes. Sky. Thank you. Thank you. Captain, <laughs> captured me on that one. You have to go for the sex appeal, honestly. And um, these ladies, I mean, pfft. you won me with Cyclops with the Psylocke alone. Psylocke mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. Can, can I just say, Jenny, you really made me realize is probably for the first time ever. Cyclops is my least favorite X-Men. Oh, that's what oh, you didn't already know that? Yeah. yeah. The, fa- the fact that uh, the classic leader of the X-Men is not drafted and was not even considered to be drafted, while characters such as Husk, Taken, <laughs> Mimic, Franklin Richards, who's never been in an X-Men book, <laughs> have been drafted, really says more about Cyclops than it does about the rest of the I, I have 100%. Uh, I'm sorry, Tim Capel, my, my podcasting best friend. That is his, uh, he is an X-Men freak, and um, that's his favorite character, but I just The problem is, with... Cyclops is a bitch, and his character has been mishandled so badly over the years, too. I mean, he's just, he's always doing the wrong thing. He's becoming, especially in the last maybe 10 years or so, he became, basically became a full-on villain, then was killed before they did the this whole teenage mutant thing, and now who even knows what what they are uh, with the new Hickman verse? But he's now he's never... just literally getting cuffed. By I saw someone post <laughs> something like like Cyclops is a cop. I'm like that's the way I thought about it. Like yeah, Cyclops I, I want to I want to yeah. point out, Bataglia no was the first person who alerted me that 
Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops had conjoining rooms. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at them. I think we were at a freaking Christmas party. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. Jean Grey, Cyclops, Wolverine, and they're all living in Cyclops's moon base. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Yep. And they're referencing all of it too. They're like openly referencing that it's going on, but never actually taught. It's really the weirdest thing in comics. Listen, guys, you do your thing, but that's just this fucking strange of these people. And they also reference the Emma Frost Cyclops thing. I guess maybe the explanation is if we're is that these are these are the reborn versions of Jean Grey and Cyclops, so they could be doing different stuff, but they still have the memories of the old characters. Well, so right. it's a weird thing. So. What, what's that? What's that meme? Uh, th- oh, this is my girlfriend, Jean Grey, and this is Jean Grey's boyfriend, Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my wife, Emma Frost, or something. Uh, it's, it's all very confusing. Uh, and Emma Frost didn't get drafted. I mean, she is. She could have been easily drafted in, in this list. Probably would have been good for. James I mean, there are a lot of on our list. Yeah. If we had a seventh round pick, I would have picked Emma Frost. Mm-hmm. Probably me too. Well, uh, yeah. I'm going to stick with the team name Claire's Classics because these are all classic characters, not necessarily X Men characters. But Franklin Richards has been around since 1968. Classic character, no matter how you want to how you want to spin it. Um, but I really could call this team the the Omegas because <laughs> four out of six, and I think Remzo hates the very concept of Omega level mutants at this point. Uh, oh, I like the concept. You just can't freaking convince me that Iceman's an Omega-level mutant. Well, I don't need to convince you. You just need to look up Marvel continuity. and he is. Give it five years, it'll change. That's true, but we're living it'll in the change. present. And in the present, uh, uh, as far as my team goes, Storm, um, Omega-level mutant. Now, let's define this. Omega-level mutant has a, has a specific definition in Marvel continuity. It means they are the most powerful mutant at their specific power. So Professor mm. X actually is not an Omega level mutant because Jean Grey is actually the Omega level mm. of her power. Just to just to put that out there, just to mm. clearly define mm-hmm. this. The only one who's not Omega it's level. It's because she can walk, team, isn't it? Or, it's because she can walk. The only two characters not Omega level on my team. Yeah, that's, that's what puts her over the edge. Are Professor X, who's pretty damn, and and they do say that Professor X could be Omega level were he to fully unleash his power as he did in the onslaught version of of Professor X or whatever. That that's a whole weird thing that we can't go down. He has the ability to the potential to be a, an Omega level mutant. You put Franklin Richards on the team with Professor X and Magneto, you might as well go onslaught. Yeah, I should have drafted Onslaught. Yeah, <laughs> that actually would have been the draft. I could have been Team Onslaught. It could have been Franklin Richards, Professor X, Magneto, Onslaught, Omega Slots. and uh, Heroes Reborn, Captain America, and Heroes Reborn Thing. Okay, now, you, um, you could have just picked every crossover villain that they've ever had. Well, it's always next year, kids. Uh, you guys do it next year, right? Next year when we have eight teams for eight rounds. I can't. Yep. Um, but no, I have a storyline here. Okay, look. Franklin Richards is growing up. He's starting to grow up. He's a teenager. He's also powerful. He's so powerful that he threatens if his power is not reined in and not trained in the proper way, well, then he might un- unleash his power on the world by accident, you know? So Professor X goes to to, to uh, Reed Richards. He's like, hey, Reed, guess what? We're both some of the smartest guys around. We're both in the Illuminati. You see what's going on with Franklin? He's not sure how to harness his power. Bring him to me. Let him come be an X-Men. I'll make sure he's, uh, you know, he's trained well and I got psychic powers too. And I'll make sure he doesn't go and destroy the world. And Franklin's and Reed's like, cool, I want to go like explore multiverses. So that's fine. I don't want to deal with this shit. So that's why Franklin joins the X-Men. And uh, Franklin's power as a mutant actually is what brings Magneto back around to say, you know what? I'm going to put this villain stuff aside. 
Uh, we got to make sure this kid doesn't go off and go nuts. I'm going to lead the team for you guys out in the field. Uh, Passes the pass. Remember those times I was good? Remember those times because I'm back. I'm back on the team. Magneto's leading the field. And then he's got this amazing team of freaking Storm, of freaking Iceman, both <clears throat> Omega level mutants and Nightcrawlers. They can go wherever the hell they want. Just grab Nightcrawler, boof, poof to the moon, go to Scott's moon base, see the weird threesome with Jean Grey and, and uh, Wolverine and all this weird stuff. And uh, in the meanwhile, they're tutoring this young Franklin Richards, who quite, fr- quite frankly, he could. I mean, he could start Scarlet Witch style, just end every other superhero with the, with a you know with a thought. Scarlet Witch could have been on one of these lists too. Could have been on Jenny's team, but she wasn't. Mm. Um, my team is just all powerful, but they also have, uh, they've got the classic team leaders. You've got, you got Storm there. You've got Professor X. Magneto, when he's being good, is a hell of a leader as well. And, uh, you know, you got Iceman who, I actually never liked the character of Iceman, but I I couldn't pass up the Omega level, an Omega level mutant in round three. Are there Um, no other Omega level mutants? Well, I could have drafted Legion, but I actually thought that was a little too scary because I think, you know. (laughs) His power is a little too out of control, whereas everyone else can be reined in a little bit. Um, I mean, and Franklin Richards is more powerful than him anyway, so because he's the most powerful mutant that exists. So here, uh, let me pair your kid up with a psychopath and a and an elf that teleports. Yes. It'll be fine. My pitch to the world is: I've got the actual founder of the X Men on one hand, and under his tutelage, along with several Omega level mutants, my friend Magneto, Magneto included. You've got the most powerful mutant that exists in the world, in the universe. That is Franklin Richards. So how can you beat this team? You can't is the answer, but I'll let Remzo make a case for why this uncanny ragtag group of extras could possibly uh, could possibly prevail. Because all your favorite stories, whether it's uh, Wolverine versus Mystique from 2007, which was a bit of a Western, whether it was Cable it being introduced in the New Mutants, whether it was Polaris going to space, Sunfire joining the Avengers, Mimic of uh, you know joining the Dark X-Men, coming out of nowhere, and Dakin ultimately almost succeeding where very few villains have gone in order to kill Wolverine. I did this for a reason. You've got the mastermind and planner. You've got the assassin. You've got the fighter. You've got the reliable undercard player. You've got the wild card and you've got the con artist. Yes, I have drafted Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Think of the ultimate heist. Whether they're gonna go kid, whether they're gonna go steal something from Shield, or whether they're breaking into a Sentinel base, or whether they're gonna go in, you know, uh, 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 Will Whedon. I'm sorry, not Will Whedon. Uh, Joss Whedon and Cassidy's run, where they're gonna go deal with a, a potential mutant cure. This is the heist film you wanna watch. Because it's got everybody at their best. So if you're looking for a high story, I can't think of a better team than this. Because it's going to have those predictable moments you love with that mutant flair. Plus with the you know the, the crazy wild cardness that is Mimic and Dakin with all of these guys in between. They're not team players, but they have to work together for the ultimate heist. Well, you didn't do a bad job trying. I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah, I'm a sucker for heist. heist. What is this ultimate? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the framing. It's like an yeah. Ocean's Eleven kind of kind of caper. I can buy that. And they have to steal the tampons from the X-Menstruators. <laughs> they can oh, fucking try. They can try. <laughs> Good luck. Well, friends, good luck to you guys. Good luck to the fans deciding between these four. I got to say, very unique teams. Everyone had an angle of some kind. Um, my angle, I don't know what mine was, but I had one. And <laughs> Power! Yeah, my whole angle is uh, Franklin Richards brings his eyes and you don't exist anymore. Um, so that's that. But 
it's not up to me. It's up to the fans to decide. So uh, once I put this out on the Patreon, perhaps tomorrow, uh, we'll, we'll do a little internal poll of the patrons. And then once this thing is released, I think we'll release this Thanksgiving week for the, for the plebs out there, for the public. And uh, we'll see what they think as well. But as I said, it's about the journey. It's all about the journey. And I don't know about you guys. I had fun on the journey. I like talking mm-hmm. comics. I like talking X-Men. I like ranting and raving about Jonathan Hickman and flowcharts and Maura McTaggart's 47 timelines. So uh, <laughs> I hope you all... I got to say sky fucking in an episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which may never have happened unless we did this. So if nothing else... I got to talk about many forgotten characters. It was great. <laughs> Maverick. Yes. Ah, uh, Maverick. Maverick's going to make a comeback thanks to this episode. I'm here to explain so. to you everything you didn't want to read prior. What if that's how the, the Marvel Mutants start? Disney comes out with the Maverick series that everyone was waiting oh, for. Oh, shit. I should have oh. I, I should have had Kitty Pride if I was doing a heist. Oh, she would have yeah. been good for that. Oh, yeah. uh, you know what else would have been good? That would have been, Night, been too predictable. Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler would have been amazing oh. for a heist. Yeah. But, you know, I guess he's too mainstream for the extras. Um, He'd have too much guilt afterwards. I know I stole this from bad people, but I have to cut myself. But Jesus was watching, so this is the problem. I gotta say that was my that, like as a kid watching X Two X Men United when Nightcrawler would freaking cut symbols into himself. I had to mm-hmm. ask my mom. I'm as in the theater. I'm like, is that something people do? And she was just like, we're not going to talk about. It. <laughs> okay, sure, all right. I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> I'll tell you when you're uh, Wilford Brimley's age. <laughs> Six years ago for me. Uh, anyway, friends, thank you so much, particularly to Jenny and Matt Remzo. I talk to you all the time. But Jenny and Matt, thank you so much uh, for joining us on this very special, very fun edition of uh, maybe we'll have to do more drafts in the future. I don't know. I, I enjoy drafting. So we need to find more excuses to draft things on this show. Uh, but thanks so much, guys. It's been a blast. I had a, had a great time. Me too. Thanks for having thanks. me. Thanks. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. All right, friends. Renzo, any last words? Hey, folks, if you're watching this in the group, but you're not going to be able to take part in the poll, you can fix that now. Go ahead and support us on Patreon, whether you're starting at the $5 level or you're joining us at the Epic Crossover level. Mark and I are sending out hardcover graphic novels in time for Christmas, Hanukkah, just for the hell of it. We're coming to you with enough perks, enough bonus content to, you know, really bring something awesome to you during the week. Whether I it's got these- drunk and talked about Savage Dragon last week. Sweet. That's, that happened. That's exclusive. That was the thing. You can't get that everywhere. You can't get that anywhere. <laughs> I don't know anyone else in the universe that gets drunk and talks about I that. I have an idea for I you guys for a show. But... Let's hear it. Really? Yeah, why not? Okay. Let's do it. So I think that you should pair um, a comic book character and a cocktail. Oh, I think it's. Oh. I was actually thinking about saw along those lines when I did when I, I published a I titled the episode for Patreon. I did Savage. I called it Savage Dragon and Cabernet. I was like, oh, yes. that's a nice combination. So it's like what what pairs well with uh, with a certain character or comic. I think it's brilliant. It was on. It was because when we came up with Shrink Wrapped, it was sort of one of the fringe ideas. We were like, we really like drinking and comics, so let's do that. But Thor and Hevel. Okay, Jenny, you secured yourself coming back for that. We're doing that so oh, that way you can take yay! a whole new show. I think that could be a special a special edition <laughs> down the road. I like it. I'm in. All right, friends. Well, uh, until next time, Remzo, I want your real last words. What do you always say? Sign us off. Read comics. Change the world. Good night, America. <laughs> <laughs>